Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Kick. Coming in like a like a shock jockey. Uh, are you are you old enough to know what a shock jockey is? I can't. I don't know. Did you ever listen to AM radio when you were growing up? I'm, I think you're. I think you're old. My enough dad. We're not that far apart. We're not that far apart. But you know, it's some. It, it's one of those things where no one cares about what I'm saying right now. That is one of those things. Uh, but anyways, you know, we've got a lot to cover in this episode. We had a, listen, I'll be honest. We didn't do great for this weekend. It, it did not go as intended. Okay. It, you can't blame us because we made the picks that were supposed to be correct and they didn't happen by and large. I salvaged myself with the last <laughs> couple games. Ke- Keegan didn't. Uh, King did not, but we will get to that here in just a moment. First, why don't you go ahead and hit that like button, go ahead and subscribe, ring the bell, follow us on X and Facebook if you so choose. Um, really, the X and YouTube are where it's at, you know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. the best place to go. Drop a comment if you are so inclined, saying how wonderful it is to hear our voices in the morning. Oh, I just, it makes me so happy reading comments. They're all very kind. Don't look back at the videos. They're all very kind. They are all very kind. But what do you say, what do you say we just hop, hop right into it uh, with the early match on Saturday morning, uh, which was our, one of our, one of our shockers here. One of the shockers, Aston Villa hosting Brighton. I will say you're only off by one week for your 6-1 Brighton result. Only off by one week. Now, was it Aston Villa beating Brighton 6-1? I, I didn't have that in the cards. Did I have it 3-1? Yes, I did. But I did not have it 6-1 Brighton. You know, I think before the season began, I probably would have predicted this scoreline or close to it. Mm-hmm. I was very high on Aston Villa. I was not so high on Brighton. And they were... Opposite ends of the spectrum coming into this week. Brighton, Brighton High, Aston Villa, meh. And then Aston Villa just comes out and slaps Brighton. It's one one of those things where Brighton has shown that if if you get them early, they kind of fall apart. It was similar to like the West Ham game to to a worse extent in this one. But, you know, you go into the game, you're like, okay, let's settle into this game, get going. 30 minutes in, you're down 3-0. Or is, yeah, down three 0 That's not a great place to be in, especially when one of those is an own goal. Yeah, you know they pulled one back in the fiftieth, but then they just couldn't get anything going. You know, it it seemed like after that fourth one went in for Aston Villa, they just kind of dominated the rest of the game. So yeah, they did not need the help, but it they definitely did. Uh, yeah, shocking result. I don't think this hangs around with Brighton. Brighton's manager said something about, oh, it's hard to play every three days. Uh, I believe that was the that was his quote, right, that I read. Uh, yeah, Deserby uh, said it's hard to play every three days. Well, I mean, peop- that's what you're trying to get to, the point where you're playing every three days because you're doing some European stuff, doing some league stuff, doing some domestic championship mm-hmm. stuff. That's what you're trying to get to. So if you're not built for it, that means you're not built to be a good team. So, mm. you know, I thought that that was a bit of a cop-out. But, listen. Cop-out. I, I, 
<laughs> Clop out. <laughs> I mean, probably not happening at this point. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how what the rest of the season holds. Uh, but I, I don't hold this again. Well, I mean, I, I might hold it against Brighton, but I don't think this will shade them too terribly. Brighton, they've bounced back from defeats before. Now, 6-1, not so much, but they have bounced back from defeats before. It was a way, you know, so you could write this off, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But a very good showing for Villa puts them up to, what was it, fifth? Yeah, they're up in fifth. They just, they jumped, they leapfrogged Brighton on goal difference here. Yeah. Uh, there's, we got a big old congestion here uh, at, well, the cap table's quite congested. I mean, we've got six teams within three points of first. So that's it's early in the season, but still, that's a lot of action up there. Uh, we will go ahead and skip ourselves on down to Bournemouth hosting Arsenal. This one went about how we expected. You thought, actually, that Bournemouth would draw this. So kind of you. Arsenal took care of business. It was not particularly close at any point. Uh, starting off strong with the Bukaya Saka goal, and then... Arsenal just kind of kept on grinding, kept on grinding, got themselves up to, got a nice Kai Havertz sighting on the goal, goal line, 53rd minute, good old Ben White uh, with Odegaard assisting. It was it was a pretty clear Arsenal victory, no real trouble about it. Definitely looked like a top four team. Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. Uh, you know, Bournemouth. They let me down. I probably feel worse than their manager, honestly, because I thought they could pull it out. Their manager probably thought, let's just not lose worse than four to zero. I thought they could get a draw and they came out and looked atrocious. Yeah. Um, they, yep. Definitely a candidate for a bottom three team for sure. They looked, they looked almost as bad as those Arsenal ways. Almost. Those are horrible. Yeah, which one was worse, the kits or the result? Who knows? I mean, the kits are bad. And I mean, all the long sleeves that they're wearing are the same color. Uh, Listen, go back, watch our our kit review episode. I'm sure we ranked them poorly. I think they have one that's all right, so it kind of bumped them up, but that's a bad one. That away did not look good. Uh, Here's another surprise, okay? Going down here. Everton falls to Luton at Goodison Park. Luton showing that they're going to try to stay up. Yeah, this was, uh, I mean, Luton scored their only two shots on target. Everton, for most of the match, really dominated possession Mm -hmm. and the shots. Luton just converted their only two and hung on. That's really what it was. I didn't think it was a massive, like, huge display from Luton. But three points, that's huge for them. It was really a, a first. There's actually quite a few of the matches where if you all you have to do is watch the first half, and that's yeah. it. This is one of them. Like all the action happened in the first half. Oh, yeah. Actually, statistics are, are similar to a, a game that we'll get to here in a moment that I was happily surprised by. Um, I, if you know what happened this weekend, then you might be able to guess. Uh, but we'll we'll go ahead and move on to to Newcastle taking care of business against Burnley. Is Newcastle good now? Are they back to being like similar to who they were last season? I can't tell. I can't tell. Um, I mean, they they clearly dominated this game. It well, that clearly uh, they had the vast majority of the chances, the quality chances. The possession was split relatively equally between the two sides, but Burnley didn't have once again 
they're just missing that last third of having any sort of quality in it. Uh, and it's it's pulling them down. I mean, they'll have the Tuesday match coming up for later today uh, will be telling, I think, Burnley at Luton. But what what did you think about this one? Yeah, I thought Newcastle, it's always hard to win 8-0 to zero and then try and, you know, you always want to go out and Stay do the same up, thing you yeah. win. But, I mean, I think they did a good job. Burnley always wants to have possession. They press pretty well. And Newcastle, they did the job. 2-0. I think it could have been more than that, honestly. Um, yeah, but 20, 20 shots. Good. Yeah. Looking good going into the uh, Champions League. Yeah, I mean, they, they will have their work cut out in Champions League with PSG. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, moving on down to one that we did think was was pretty reasonable here. Uh, West Ham beating Sheffield United 2-0. We both had this being a larger victory than it ended up being. Um, but uh, we, we got it right in the end. I mean, it was, once again, only had to watch the first half on this one. Both goals happened in the first half. Um, she- the possession was much more even than, than I would have anticipated. But... Uh, the stats are actually wait. Hold on a minute. Let me go back to the. If you look at the stats between, uh, it's pretty close. This match and the Burnley match, Newcastle Burnley, it's almost it's uncanny. It's almost identical, actually. Uh, mm. That's odd, but maybe it just points to you know the fact that the two teams. These are two top top of the table teams versus two relegation battle teams, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, West Ham took care of business, got it, d- took care of Sheffield, dispatched them easily. It wasn't a particularly close game. Yeah, no, I definitely thought, yeah. They, uh, yeah, like you said, first half, well, that's all you got to watch. That's, that's all you, you want to watch, really. And now... Are there any good highlights to watch? And now we get over to another... The most shocking result of the weekend, I would say. Right? I mean, Wolves winning 2-1 over Man City, I think that's probably the most shocking result of the weekend. I think that's pretty safe to say. And I must say, my Wolves, like they, they put on, they played up to the competition in this one. The Wolves looked very good. What I took away from this was that you were missing Rodri, one. And I felt like this was the first game where you really looked like there was a deficit with Kevin De Bruyne being injured still. I feel like that that bit of calming presence there in the midfield, you were just lacking it, and Phil wasn't filling in for some reason as well as he has in, in the other matches that you've played so far this season without Kevin De Bruyne. But, I mean, you got to give it to my Wolves. We came to play. Yeah, this one, we Man City could not get that final pass in no no matter what it was it was either who is it craig dawson getting in the way of several crosses 28 clearances by my wolves yeah i mean there were a few where he got in the way where if he had not been there it would have been a tap in but i i was frustrated most of the match the only goal we got was the alvarez free kick which was pretty pretty i mean to be honest it was very nice yeah, great goal, but like that was really the only quality chance we had. I mean, Wolves played; they're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I will say, I did not like how the announcer said that was the biggest win in recent Premier League history. I don't agree with that. I <laughs> maybe I get where she's coming from, but 
she was like, this is the biggest win in, in recent Premier League history. I don't know. I don't know that biggest one. But. I mean, it was like, maybe it saves us from relegation, but just like biggest upset in recent league history. Is that what she meant? I don't know, but uh, I didn't agree with it. That's all I know. The, the Okay. The fact that my Wolves, like City drew level, which, you know, you expected them to. And then my Wolves continued to press. And really, uh, uh, Neto was given Ake fits on that Ooh. side. He was just faster than him and was a great release valve for my Wolves uh, going oh, yeah. through the whole match. I mean, nothing much came of it for the most part, except for that own goal there at the beginning, which was rather unlucky uh, for, for Ruben Diaz there. But uh, then Huang He Chan put us back in front. That's what was so impressive, that my Wolves stayed in it, got back in front, and then ended up taking the whole thing. Um, listen. Mm. Fantastic. Glad it happened. Did we both get it wrong? Yes. To review, I got asked, I got Aston Villa and the Arsenal yeah, match. What? <laughs> correct. And West Ham and Sheffield. You, so far... As we've gone through this, you got Crystal Palace. Oh, we haven't done that match yet. Uh, I think that one's up next, right? Well, I got it right. Oh, no, well, we already did that one. Wait, wait. Did we? Did I skip Man U and Crystal Palace? I think you I did. did. You hadn't gotten to it yet. I accidentally skipped over to my list. Yes, this is the one that you got right. Crystal Palace beating well, Man United at Old Trafford. Yeah, this one. I mean, this is the type of game. That I'm saying that like Ten Hag is on the hot seat now. You can't lose oh, to Crystal yeah. Palace at home with the talent they have. Mm-hmm. He's got like five guys that he's already outcast from training. Four I- shots on goal the whole match, and you had seventy-seven percent possession. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Crystal Palace. I think they're good, but they're a very counterattack sort yeah. of attacking team when they're playing the bigger teams. It didn't feel like that kind of game. It felt like Crystal Palace had a leg up. They honestly, to me, looked like the better team in this match. And it's not going to get any easier for Man U going into the Champions League in the midweek. Uh, well, okay, I, I changed my mind on that. It's it'll be a little bit easier. It's Galatasaray. Uh, I, I don't count out those Turkish giants. Come on, we'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I missed over that one. To the late match, uh, Spurs and Liverpool. Spurs almost messed this up, man. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that they almost messed it up. I got this one exactly right. This is one of my perfect picks, 2-1. to one. Uh, You thought it was a 2-2 draw. Two red cards Again, should have been. I mean, it, very, it was very close to being that. Um, well, I mean, very close to one, one nearly goal. came out. They said Diaz's goal should have stood. Oh, the the offsides that they called. Yeah, they said. I was gonna say, watching that back, it looked it looked a little bit offsides to me. So Pigmole came out, Mm -hmm. and they said the VAR official who was checking it thought they had ruled it a goal, and so when he said check confirmed, he thought that they had ruled it a goal. So then on the field, he confirmed offside. So major miscommunication. Wow! 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 Three points off. That's, I had not heard that. Yeah. That's nuts. Because he's looking at it, he's like, yeah, he's on sides, obviously. Why am I checking this? And I was like, no, 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 you're checking to see if he was off sides. Yeah, big miscommunication. I will say, though, Joel Matip, he's got a shin, man. That thing rocketed into that corner. It was a very good goal. 
It was, very, it was a very good goal. Yeah, yeah but two reds. I mean, the fact Spurs are good. Like, I don't know why they couldn't. Un- did Liverpool drop literally everybody? Essentially, yes, they did. Um, but I still feel like they should have done better at, at having any chances. Like, they weren't even getting chances. They're really yeah. just dawdling outside of the eighteen and not not doing anything aggressive, even. Um, and that it took an own goal in the 90 plus six doesn't speak well to them. Three points is three points, even when you're not supposed to get them and didn't deserve them. Um, but listen, it was a strange one to be sure, uh, that two, one victory of Tottenham over Liverpool. Now moving on to another pick that I got exactly correct. Uh, Nottingham forest and Brentford, Drawing one to one. Uh, this one, this one, you only watch the second half. Okay, on this one, you only watch the second half. On this one, uh, a very early second yellow in the fifty-sixth minute, off the free kick, resulting Brentford gets a goal. So you're like, okay, Brentford can now kind of coast towards the end of the match, get some three points again, the decent Nottingham Forest side, and mm-hmm. go home happy. Uh uh uh, no, no, no. 65th minute, Nottingham Forest come back, draw level, and then they, you know, park the bus and make sure they get their their one point that they've earned back. Another gutsy performance from Nottingham Forest. Um, This was, if you feel like there's been a lot of red showing in this season thus far, it's because there there has been. 17th red card this season. At this point, last season, there were only five. Wow. So I don't I don't know if it's the new emphasis on on uh, on dissent yellow cards that's causing the issue, or if they're just trying to call it a little bit different. There's also been a lot of questionable reds. So I mean, I'll, that I'll tell you what it is. Oh, got the it's, yeah, it's it's the old COVID vaccine. Oh, it, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even. It's the AstraZeneca uh, version because that's like all they have in Britain or whatever. Well, you know, no, I know. Yeah, a lot of them have been double yellows, though. Yeah, a lot of them. Over half have been double yellows. So they did come into the season saying that the refs were going to be a little bit more uh, yellow friendly because a couple of games last year got out of hand. Yeah, because they weren't yellow friendly. So, yeah. Anyways, it's it's probably the COVID vaccine. We all know it. Sure, I'm sure it is. Uh, these this is also the eighth point. Well, seventh and eighth points that Brentford have dropped after leading this season. Wow. Tied with Bournemouth in that regard. So if you feel like Brentford should have more points, you're probably right. They should be doing better than they have, than they are currently. Um, Not yeah. them, they uh, disappointed me in this one. Who Bournemouth? Cause they didn't play well. They should oh, have lost. Yeah. Not Nottingham. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But Brentford, they played well. They should have gotten three points. Unlucky. I, they should have. They were up. They're up for most of the second half, but they couldn't get, couldn't convert. Um, and that brings us to our Monday match of Fulham and Chelsea. You know, at, at, Chelsea will be happy for the three points, I am sure. However, I don't know if it was the most confidence-inspiring victory over Fulham that they could have had. Yeah, besides their two little uh, goals there in the 18th and 19th minute, I personally thought Fulham was the better side. For much of the match. 
And really, that second goal was was just Tim Ream losing his mind for a couple seconds. Was the only reason they got that. They didn't have many other chances other than those those first two. I mean, I, their slate coming up is is ridiculously tough. Um, their next like four of the next six are against. I think it was Arsenal, City. Uh, uh, I think it was Newcastle and. Oh, who's the other one? I think it was Liverpool. Let's see who they got coming up here. Wow. Yeah, it's tough sledding over the next uh, six weeks. They can do it. Uh, well, I mean, they'll play the games, that's for sure. Uh, will they be any good at them? We will have to see later on. Let me. Uh, here we are, finally. I've navigated to the proper spot. Yes, Arsenal. Brentford. Sorry, Brentford. We've got... Next one is Burnley, which should be fine for them. Uh, then we've got an international break, and they come back from the international break to host Arsenal. Then they've got Brentford, which is not not a pushover. They're away to Spurs, and then they host City, and then they're at Newcastle, and then they host Brighton. So, I mean, and then they play Man U, which, you know, that may be more of a, a a fight for respect at that point. We'll see. That's I mean, that's a full two months away, essentially. Uh, over two months away, December 6th. But, I mean, that's... The next two months are tough for Chelsea. It does not get easier after this Burnley match coming up this upcoming weekend. Yeah, it doesn't get easier, but they did get three points in a game that for this season, they got three points in the game that they needed it. So Really, really needed it in this one. So uh, in th- that brings the grand total of our picks for this week to an abysmal, I will say, an abysmal. Well, actually, I finished five and five. That's not too abysmal with two perfect picks. Yours, however, you were two and eight this weekend. So I it was a wild weekend. I got to tell you, I don't blame you for getting all, for getting eight wrong. But I will hold it against you. It's a setback, but it's not. I'll come back from it. Yeah, it's still early in the season. We've got time to right the ship. You're basically in the Chelsea position, only you lost this week instead of winning this week. Um, But that is is the end of this weekend. What, What were your big takeaways from this weekend, other than it being somewhat unpredictable? Yeah, it was maybe unpredictable for myself. Some games probably could have been predicted better like Arsenal and Burnley, but takeaway is that there's not really a clear cut favorite team right now. Yeah. I think there's probably yeah. four or five teams. City has shown that they're really good, but I don't think that they are. They're not playing their best. That's for sure. Right yeah. So, and you know, Luton won. So maybe that 19 spots up for grabs Sheffield, you're stuck at 20. But Luton, yeah. I don't know. They could do it. Who knows? Well, we'll we'll, we'll go over this in a little bit more detail coming up here. We'll have the the uh, basically quarter of the season coming up here in week ten in a couple match days, uh, right. and we'll we'll do a little bit more of a fulsome breakdown. But yeah, no one's really separating themselves. I mean, look at the table; it's very congested up at the top, mm-hmm. uh, and it could go it could go a lot of ways. I mean, we're still in the season. We still got Kevin De Bruyne to come back for City. We've got some other major uh, injuries, even for Chelsea. They've got some major injuries right now that are not uh, not helping their cause at all. Yeah. But, 
uh, yeah, I think that is all for the week that was in the ch- in the <laughs> in the Champions League. Now that's what we're about to get to in the uh, Premier League, mm-hmm. um, and now we'll move on to our predictions for this week. We've got one Tuesday match, Luton and Burnley. What do you got for this one, Keegan? Which which one of these bottom feeders do you think is gonna? Do you think anybody's taken three points out of this? Maybe that's the question. I think I have a Burnley two to one win. Literally the exact same thing. Two to one win for Burnley. They need it. They've played pretty well in some of the recent matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they need it. And I feel like Luton beating Everton was big, Mm -hmm. but I think that was more due to Everton's poor. I mean, I don't think Luton's going to go a hundred percent on shots on target again. If they do, yeah. awesome. But Burnley really likes possession. I think they're going to get like 70% possession in this game. And I think they win two to one. And if you're ever going to figure out how to score a goal, it's probably against Luton. So listen, listen. I Oh, I cannot believe I'm doing this again. How can I never remember this man's name? I know who he is. Vincent Company. Vincent Company. He's got to figure it out. My goodness. You think you think after like every single time that I forget his name, I would remember it? But no. The answer is no. All I can ever think of, you know who I'm going to say. All I can ever think of is Yaya Torre, and I don't know why. It's Vincent Company. He better figure it out against Luton Town. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I've got money riding on this. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I did. I did put a little bit on on my uh, on my nil nil draw for Chelsea, but we all know how that ended. Ooh. Um. But yeah. So t- both have two to one victories for Burnley on Tuesday. Now let's move over to a match that I'll actually end up watching, uh, which would be our Champions League fixtures for this uh, Tuesday for later today. Let's see. Let's see. Where do I want to start with this? Uh, I'm going to start, we're just going to go through it, A through H. Uh, Eventually we'll go through H. But A, we've got Manchester United hosting Galatasaray and Copenhagen hosting Bayern München. Um, I think that these, we'll see what the Galatasaray one ends up being. I think that Copenhagen doesn't have a chance against Bayern. I've got them winning or sorry, I have Bayern winning four to zero. I think that that's going to be a pretty straightforward victory for them. The Galatasaray Man U one could be interesting, mainly because Man U is not very good right now. Um, I've got it still them pulling it out two one over Galatasaray, uh, but I feel like it's a late winner that kind of basically saves Ten Hag's job. Essentially, is what it means. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Feel I think Galatasaray free. takes it two to one with a Galatasaray late winner. So, so and I mean, if the United's owners actually cared about their team, I think they'd fire him quicker than they have. Mm-hmm. But I think he's his job is safe for now. But two one Galatasaray, Bayern Munich. I'm gonna go six zero. Wow, and I feel like that's conservative because I don't think Copenhagen stands a chance. Beautiful city, beautiful people. Sure. But not going to be a beautiful game for them. 
<laughs> no. And, you know, Bayern will pour it on. They like to score their goals there in Bayern. <laughs> they do not stop scoring. <laughs> they will just keep it rolling. Uh, on to Group B. Ah, good old Linz versus Arsenal. The classic matchup. Uh, and then, uh, oh, oh, lost my place. There we are. PSV and Sevilla. That one's interesting. That one's interesting. I've got PSV going 3-2 victory, the home side wow. holding court, um, because I've got them two finishing 2-3, I believe, with PSV going through. Is that right? Let me hold it, hold it, hold it. Checking my spot. Yes. Oh, actually, I have Sevilla going out with four point, uh, in fourth. Regardless, I still think it'll be 3-2 to PSV. And then Arsenal, similar scoreline to the weekend action, 0-3. to uh, Arsenal victory away at Linz. Yeah, I'm going to go 5-0 Arsenal over Linz. I'm not convinced about Linz. Um, Fair. They feel like one of those teams that got really hot at the end of last year, so they barely squeaked into the Champions League. They don't look too good this year. PSV Sevilla... After PSV got slapped two weeks ago, I'm hesitant to give them the win. Mm-hmm. I think 2-2 draw in this one. I think they're still trying to, mm-hmm. still trying to get going, but I'm going 2-2 draw. Quite possible. Uh, and then for our uh, split groups with early matches, we've got oh, Union, Union Berlin hosting, uh, oh boy, that is a lot of scribbles. Braga. Braga. It is Braga. Uh, it looks like, yeah, that's why it says like Brazil because it's Braga. I don't, I, I'm not actually sure what their three letter abbreviation is. So I've just got Bri I've got, I've got, Union really looked good in the last match. They were unlucky, I think, to, what was it, to not get any points, right? I think they ended up losing entirely. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. A very late winner from Real Madrid, if I recall correctly. Uh, but I've got them beating Braga 1 0 in this one. Uh, I, I think that they get some points. I also need them to get some points because I picked them to go through uh, into the next round. <laughs> so I've kind of worked myself into a corner here. Uh, and then for the other Group C match, it is Napoli hosting Real Madrid, uh, which I've got. Let's see. I've got Real Madrid taking that one handily, one to four. I think Napoli takes it two to one. Really? I think the reverse fixture Real Madrid might take, but I think this one Napoli pulls a shock. Mm-hmm. And I think Union Berlin versus Braga. I think I'm going to go 2-2 draw. I don't I don't know what to think about these teams. So whenever I don't know, I just go 2-2 draw. Why well, I, I just recall that from the match from the Union Berlin match that they're that they're away fans were rowdy and rambunctious. So I'm just imagining that home atmosphere gives them a little bit of edge. That's what I'm going with for the Union Berlin victory. And then for the Group D matches, the other uh, early one is Arby Salzburg versus Real Sociedad. Um, I don't know why they're like that. Real Sociedad. Uh, I've got a city there. I love a city. I get it. Real Sociedad's gonna take it two to one is what I have. I don't know. I think RB Salzburg will take this one. I, I have them winning two to one. Okay, fine. Do another reverse for me, and then enter in Benfica. What could be a pretty intriguing match. Uh, I have finishing as a two to draw. 
Yeah, this one, I think I'm going to go one zero inter. Yeah, that that's, that's a very inter line right there. one zero inter. It's very much in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I think they get a goal early, and then they kind of – I think Benfica is good enough to get some possession, play mm-hmm. the game, but – I'm Inter- going early Inter goal. They win 1-0. But Inter can smother a match. They can just take all the life right out of, right out of it. Uh, and then on to the Wednesday action to the bottom table, people. Uh, we'll start in Group E, who does have one of the early matches. Atletico Madrid versus Feyenoord. And Celtic versus Lazio. Uh I'll let you go first for the other half of the table. So oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not convinced of Atletico's attack, but I don't think Feyenoord's good enough to be able to counter it. I'm going 2-0, Atletico win. Um, yep. Atletico's always been a defensive stalwart, but their offense, always shaky. Celtic Lazio, I want Celtic to be good, but they're just not. So I'm going Lazio 3-0. Wow. Oh, even that close. Listen, I mean, there's there's like a middle ground between I want Celtic to be good and they're terrible. Is that a true statement? What I just said? Yes, of course it is. Comparatively, absolutely. Comparatively, absolutely. For the Scottish League, that's not so true. Uh, I mm. actually have Celtic winning this because once again, I'm trying to stick to my stick to my picks where I have Celtic going through. We both have Celtic going through. But you're being more realistic with your picks, I think, than I am. I have Celtic winning. I have to be realistic. (laughs) I have Celtic winning one to zero, and then I actually also have a two-zero victory for Atletico Madrid as well over Feyenoord. Feyenoord did not impress in that first match. I have not watched a lot of them uh, before or since, so maybe I'll be wrong. I will likely be watching that match over the Antwerp Shakhtar Donetsk match. That'd be happening simultaneously. So we'll see if Feyenoord shows me that they have some quality. Uh, moving down to the Group F matches, the Group of Death. Dortmund hosts AC Milan, and Newcastle hosts PSG, as we mentioned earlier. What you got here? You know, I think Newcastle goes in, and it's a 1-1 draw. Really? That'd be a good I result for them. Enough, they can hold them. Now, Dortmund AC, that one was a little harder. I have AC winning 2-1. to one. I just think Dortmund's youth is going to get them here. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to the Champions League, if they don't have that experience, they're just not going to get it done. So I have AC 2-1. to one. I had this one initially, uh, Dortmund and AC Milan, as a 1-3 to three victory for AC Milan. But then I just think about that great stadium they have there in Dortmund. It's, it's so cavernous. With the, the bright yellow and the yelling drunk Germans. It's Oktoberfest, maybe. Oh, it is maybe. October, so sure, it's Oktoberfest. Uh, so I bumped <laughs> it up. I bumped it up to a 3-3 draw against uh, AC Milan. And then I actually have PSG taking the full points at Newcastle. Uh, 2-1 to one for PSG. I just think they got too much quality. Uh, Newcastle, though... <laughs> I'm starting to trust them again, and I know it's wrong. I don't know why everything's going to a southern accent in this episode, but you know I'm just gonna go with it. I'm ready to have my heart broken again, Newcastle. 
Although I'm picking you to lose. So you better not break my heart by winning this thing. Uh, and then uh, Group G with RB Leipzig hosting Manchester City. It's not Southern anymore. And then Svernitsvedia hosts Young Boys. The, the match everyone will be tuning in for. Svernitsvedia, the Red Stars versus Young Boys. I mean, that'll probably be the best match of the Wednesday action, honestly. If we're gonna if we're gonna be honest when it comes to level of play versus level of play. I have the young boys winning this one in a shocker. Oh boy. Three, I'm gonna go four to three. Whoa. Young boys put the heat on them. They go up early. Red stars try and come back, but time runs out. Now Man City RB Leipzig. I have to go Man City. I it's hard to bounce back. I'm also going to go four to one. Four to one. I think we put the weekend in the past, mm-hmm. and Early Holland decides I'm actually going to touch the ball this game. I'm going to actually put it in a net. No. And yeah, I think he. I think he does it. Do, do you think that City overlooked Wolves? Do you think they did oh, yeah. that? Do you think they looked past them to the midweek and say we need to get some points in the? Champions League. I don't know if they would do that for anybody. I think they just go into each match saying, "Yeah, we're the better team. We should win." I think they. I don't know if they overlooked them, but they underestimated them. I mean, we played well above what we'd shown so far this season, so it's not on them, really. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll not get back into that match. Uh, I have uh, a two-two draw between Svernitsvedia and Young Boys. Um, mainly because I have no idea how that match is going to shake out. So I was like, you know what? I'll throw a 2-2 on it. And then I've got RB Leipzig losing 2-3 with like... I I, I feel like it'll uh, RBL will go up like 2-1 in the early second half and City mm-hmm. bounce back, get like, a, get like a 70th minute and then like an 80th first minute or so sort of goal just kind of, you know, Working their way back into the game the way that City does with possession and just kind of lulling you into a sense of uh, just like a sense of they, they lull you they hypnotize you they hypnotize you with all their passes oh, yeah. and then and then Erling Holland's behind you somehow and the ball's at his feet um, and then boom that's how it used to work we'll see if it can come back if the magic can return and then for the final two matches. Well, not in time, but on my list. For Group H, like I said, Antwerp hosting Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, and then FC Porto hosting Barcelona. Yeah, I... Before... Probably three weeks ago, I probably would have put Porto drawing this match. Mm-hmm. After seeing Barcelona really kick it into gear the last couple of weeks, I, I'm going 3-0 Barcelona. Wow. I think they go into Portugal. They show Portugal why Spain is the better country. They show Portugal well, just why. Just in total. Just the better country, period. Literally, they're going in their better country. It is More people speak our language than speak your your silly Portuguese language. Oh, yeah. That's right. I call Portuguese a silly language. Silly language. Brazil, you in Brazil. That's it. But, you know, I think Barcelona goes in and... Their Polish striker, Robert Lewandowski, gets a hat trick. The old man. Now, Antwerp and Shakhtar Donetsk, you know I love my Ukrainian wonders, my Shakhtar Donetsk. 
I got to go a five to one drubbing. Wow. I think Antwerp is going to be their name. They're going to be twerps. They're going to get on. And they're going to get these insults. No. But Shakhtar Donetsk is not going to shock tar anyone. They're going to win five one. They're going to put a statement on the group saying we're going to win it. Uh, you do have them winning it, so that would that would be their first step towards it. Uh, I'm going to call their coach myself and give the pep talk. <laughs> going to give the pep talk to Shatar Donetsk. Uh, well, you know they do have their dear leader back there in Ukraine, so maybe they'll have a better chance. Well, I know they're not in Ukraine, but they've they got him back for emotional support. Zelensky is everywhere. He is Zelensky is just just Zelensky is. Uh, I also have Shakhtar Donetsk winning because I think Antwerp's not good. Um, I feel like it's a fair reason. And then I actually did continue with that draw of FC Porto in Barcelona. Ooh, I actually said it that way this time. Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, 1-1. Real dull match. I feel like Porto just kind of sits on the ball a lot in this one. Um, But yeah, that brings us to the end of all those matches. How many is it? I don't want to count them up anymore. I think it's it's sixteen. Yep, yep. Because there's six. Yeah, sixteen. Because then it's around sixteen. Because it's half. Boom. Did it. Awesome. Good. Got it. Great. All right. And then we will go back over these on Friday with predictions for the next weekend. Ah, any any loose ends before we go? You know, I think the only loose end is going to be RB Leipzig's when Man City goes in there and destroys them. Oh, I that seems suggestive in some way, and I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> well, in honor, in honor of, well, hold on, how should I do this? I'll say in honor of Shakhtar Donetsk, we will have a Ukrainian goodbye today. Well, it's literally. I have no idea if I'm going to say this right. But, you know, why don't you go ahead and grab your coffee, watch some soccer. <laughs> <laughs>